0: Listener supported KFUO. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out KFUO radio. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And this afternoon, we continue our Lenten interview with Dr. Luke on the Passion of Christ.
1: Good to be back, Mr. Duncan. Phew, it's been a cold winter, hasn't it? I I bet you wish you had some nice warm hair to cover up that bare scalp of yours. (laughs) Wait now, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Dr.
0: Luke, remember we agreed no discussion on any hair-growing products.
1: Well, it's just that as a doctor, it it pains me to see that shivering noggin of yours. Well,
0: every time you try to uh, do something about my baldness, it pains me as well. So we're even. (laughs) We're very even here. So can we just get back to the interview? Well, whatever you say. Well, last week you shared with us that in your gospel, the passion of Jesus actually began with Satan's original temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. In various ways, you draw a connection between that initial temptation and the events of Holy Week.
1: Oh, that I do. One of the most significant connections is my use of the term Jerusalem. Yeah,
0: exactly. The devil's first attempt to deter Jesus ends up at pinnacle of the temple in Jerusalem. He resumes those efforts at the opportune time in Jerusalem during Holy Week.
1: Right, right. As I clearly indicated, it was Satan who entered into the betrayer Judas. It was Satan that sifted the cowardly Peter. Although I think it could be argued uh, the devil didn't just return to trouble Jesus at Holy Week, huh, but you know, he had actually dogged Jesus throughout all three years of his ministry. But it's not just that Satan tempted Jesus, it's also how he tempted Jesus. In my gospel, the essence of the temptation in the wilderness. Is the same as the temptation on the cross.
0: Right. Last week you said we needed to talk about the heart of the struggle between Jesus and the devil. What did you mean by that, Dr. Luke?
1: Well, in order to answer that question, you need to understand something about my account of Jesus' first temptation. It not only points forward to Jesus' passion, but also backwards to an event at the very beginning of the Bible. Uh, Mr. Duncan, if you'd please read Genesis 3-1.
0: Okay. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Dr. Luke, I think the connection there is pretty obvious. Adam and Eve are created, and the first thing that happens is the devil tempts them. Jesus begins his ministry at his baptism, and the first thing that happens is that the devil tempts him. Maybe that's one of the reasons the Bible called Jesus the second Adam.
1: But but it's more than just that, Mr. Duncan, more than just that they are both tempted. I think the essence of both temptations is the same as well. Now now consider the heart of Adam and Eve's temptation. Uh, Read, if you would, Genesis 3, 5.
0: Okay, for God knows that when you eat of it, eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil.
1: Uh, you, you see, the devil suggests Adam and Eve need to do something to be like God. And that's the same temptation he uses on Jesus. Well, I consider the devil's words in my gospel, chapter 4 3. Okay. The devil said to him,
0: If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread.
1: You see, in so many words, the devil is suggesting Jesus needs to do something to be like God. I mean, after all, what would God do if he was hungry? Well, obviously, he'd just take a bunch of rocks and make bread. Why why not? He is God, after all. And consider the second temptation, chapter 4, 4 through 7. Okay,
0: and the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you, I will give all this authority, and their glory for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours.
1: Now, obviously, if you're going to be like God, you should have authority and glory over all nations. That's just a given if you're like God. So just bow down and worship me, the devil says, and I'll make you like God. I'm
0: beginning to see the pattern here, Dr. Luke. You have the same issue in the third temptation. The scripture says, And the devil took Jesus to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here.
1: Again, the devil suggests that Jesus needs to do something to be like God. Why, of course. God wouldn't climb down a ladder and walk down stairs and he certainly wouldn't wait for an elevator would he he'd just jump off the pinnacle and let his angels gently lower him to the ground that's what you do if you want to be like god but
0: dr luke these temptations of the devil are ridiculous for after all jesus is already like god actually he is the only begotten son of god
1: but you can't blame the devil for trying after all that temptation worked with adam and eve
0: but dr luke they weren't the sons of god they weren't like God at all.
1: Oh, weren't they? Uh, by the way, your, your, your speed Bible skills are impressive. Uh, read what it says in Genesis one twenty six.
0: Okay. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and all of them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And furthermore, Genesis 1, Okay, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And don't forget the description of how God created
1: Adam in Genesis 2, verse 7.
0: Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature.
1: It's interesting there that the Hebrew word for breath is also the word for spirit. So literally God put his spirit into Adam. Why, why he was as like God as any creature could be.
0: Hmm, so... In essence, the devil was offering Adam and Eve something they already
1: had. And likewise, he was offering Jesus something he already had. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I show you this in a very clever way in my text. Let me share some passages with you. I hope your Bible speed reading skills are not too terribly diminished since that little episode with my hair growing plaster. Trust me, even
0: without steroids, my skills are as sharp as ever.
1: You know, it just dawned on me, I I could promote my hair plaster for the off-label use of athletic enhancement. Dr. Luke, trust me, the side effects of your products more than offset their enhancements. Well, I never said my hair-growing products were spirit-inspired.
0: Yeah, that's pretty obvious, but let's get back on the subject.
1: Oh, okay, yes. Uh, So anyway, thanks to the spirit's inspiration, I clearly show in my gospel that what the devil had to offer— Jesus already had. Consider what the devil said he'd give Jesus in verse 6.
0: And the devil said to him, To you I will give all authority and their glory.
1: Authority and glory the devil offers. But let's do a quick word study of that word glory. Uh, Luke 2.9.
0: Okay, from the Christmas story we are told, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone
1: around them, and they were filled with fear. So already at his birth, Jesus is surrounded by glory. Then there's what Simeon said when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple in Luke 2, verse 32.
0: Okay. He is a light of revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And consider Jesus' own words in Luke twenty-one, twenty-seven. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with
1: power and great glory. So you see, from his birth to his final return at the end of the world, Jesus already has the glory. Now consider the term authority. Read Luke 4, 32. Okay, and they were
0: astonished at his teaching for his word-possessed authority. But not only did Jesus have authority, listen to what it says in Luke 9.1. Okay, and he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and the cure of diseases.
1: You see, not only did Jesus already have the authority, he could give that authority to others. And it's interesting, the text clearly says that this authority includes power over that devil himself. But my favorite passage about authority is the one in Luke five twenty-four.
0: Okay, and the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins.
1: It's that passage, you know, that helps us begin to see that God's definition of glory and authority is different than the devil's. Indeed, let me draw one last connection between the temptation of Adam and Eve, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, and the temptation on the cross. Read, if you would, what the rulers say when Jesus is crucified.
0: The rulers scoffed at Jesus, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, his chosen one.
1: You know, it's pretty obvious who put those words in their mouths, isn't it, Mr. Duncan? If he is the Christ of God. Why, why, it's the same temptation all over again. If you want to be like God, then come down from the cross. But that, of course, is the one thing. God would never do. You see, that's what the devil didn't understand. To be like God doesn't mean to have glory and power so he can lord it over others. No, as Jesus says, that's what men are like. God comes not to be served, but to serve. What God is like is love. A love that lays down his life for his friends. But but now we're getting on to what the story has to say to us. I tell you what, if you'll let me come back next week, I'll show you how the devil is trying to pull the same temptation on us.
0: I don't recall the devil ever tempting me to do something to be like God.
1: Oh, really? Uh, I suggest he's doing it all the time. Only as the Bible says he's so crafty, you don't even know it. And it's the same in our day. The devil tempts us to do things that we might have something we already have. But I'll give you detailed examples when we talk next week. Okay,
0: until next week, Dr. Luke.
1: I just hope your head doesn't get too cold between now and then. I mean, if you want, I can suggest something in the in-room.
0: No, 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 no thanks. (laughs) Not at all. I don't need anything, Uh, Dr. Luke. Leave all your remedies at home. Well, whatever you say. Uh, Bye-bye. Goodbye, Dr. Luke. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO, AM 850 in the St. Louis region.